Welcome to Adventure EXE. My name is Sarah Fox, and I'm sitting here with a very, very thoughtful man, and his name is... Matt, the Dungeon Master. That's right. So we are kind of in the in-between area. Yes, the in-between place. Where the we... The place between places. <laughs> we have finished um, the Raw Power Saga, yes. as we're calling it. And we're gearing up for our next adventure. That's right. A season two, if you will. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, a preview for all of you guys. A new campaign with new characters and a new setting. This is kind of like a post-mortem, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, after a video game is made, you talk about what went wrong, what went right. And I think what D&D is like, you know, it's fucking improv. Yeah. So it's not like there was much that we really regret, right? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't like, oh man, I could have done that a lot better. I mean, is there anything like you feel like that as a DM? I mean, there are definitely things like that that I feel like, oh man, this could have gone better. Um, I mean, for the players or for your kind of story? For both. And and I've learned a lot and I think my next campaign is going to be a lot better because of it. And yeah. I think it's going to be both more entertaining, uh, like podcast listening and better as a D&D campaign. So I'm excited. I'm excited that... Uh, you know, uh, to have gone through a learning experience, but yeah. I, I think we had a really good time. Shit, I, yeah. I think the story was, was the strength of our story was how strong your characters were oh. for sure. Well, I mean, you letting us exist in that world and really make the changes that we make it, they, they counted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we made a mistake, it really affected everything we did. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing because then yeah. we learned from our mistakes. It wasn't just like everything got reset at the end. Yeah. It's like, you fucked this up. This kid's going to die. You know what I mean? And it's like, no. I mean, it's kind of interesting though. I went back to the first episode recently and the biggest thing for me that, I don't know, at least I'm like, we've changed a lot. Yeah. Like I feel so much more comfortable on the microphone. Yeah, definitely. Like I can just tell how before I was like, hello everyone. Uh, yeah. It's good to see you. I'm your host. You know what I mean? Like we I had never done any podcasting before. Our power just went out. Yeah. It was spooky. It was spooky. And then I looked outside and it was dark. And then I looking for the lantern. Cause we have a lantern. Cause I'm a, a real shitty prepper. <laughs> and then the power went back on. Yeah. And I looked across the alleyway at the guy who lived across and I was like, and I closed the window. Yeah. I said, this is not the time for community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The power went out for about 60 seconds. We need to fall back that, on our own. That's uh, one minute. Um, society I'm, began to collapse. I'm not sharing my rations with you, buddy. <laughs> she said to me. No, I was talking to the guy across. He's <laughs> staying there like, what just happened? I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? Uh, so what were we talking about? I was just talking about how different we were in the old days. Oh, yeah. We got better at it. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, even something like the power going out doesn't throw us. We're seasoned veterans. I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been achieved enough. <laughs> oh, my God. We're What's all, wrong? We're all dying. <laughs> we're all dying. You look like you're having a mental breakdown. No, I just have itchy eyes. Huh. What I like to do is talk about the good times yeah. with Raw Power. You know, it's been over a year mm -hmm. of campaign. Um, we got up to level 11. And yeah. then at the very end, we leveled to 12, right? Uh, yeah. That's yeah, pretty that's huge. A, yeah, totally. That's a that's a regular campaign right there. Yeah, I mean, some of them, like, some of them go on, go on for years, as I'm sure you guys know, out there in Radio Land. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's people who have been playing the same, ca same campaign for, like, 10 years. Yeah, or, or longer. Yeah. There's people out there who have been playing game, you know, 20 years, 30 years even. I mean, I like, I, I like the characters not dying. And so it's kind of <laughs> nice to retire them at a certain point. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, like, what's the end? You know they're going to die one day. Yeah. One goddamn misstep. 
Paula gets to live a long, happy life. Yeah. She gets a mother, a whole litter of puppies. Yeah. Um, when you first started writing this campaign mm-hmm. with uh, Dosh Call and the Yeti and all that stuff, how far ahead did you know about the Drain? Did you know about the major bad guy? Or were you just kind of like, here's a place to start. Let's see how these players interact in this world. The world is something that I had built for a long time before we actually played that campaign. Mm-hmm. There were offline campaigns that I ran that were ran in the same world, but never in that part of the world that sort of Nepal kind of mountainous mm-hmm. region. But for the story, like uh, having like the dream and the story arc, I didn't have that planned out ahead of time. I basically, I had the, all I had was like an adventure hook of like, you guys need to get to this monastery with this mysterious letter that's been given to you. Mm-hmm. And I had sort of a framework for uh, Sable Runeware <laughs> kind of <laughs> built pretty early on. At the very beginning, if you guys remember like first episode, we're all in this like Nepali kind of uh, village. Yeah. Um, sort of a Kathmandu type place. And we're all looking at this guy like saying he has strong Bobby. He's like, I'm going to kill a Yeti. There's the Yeti. So you think that's the, you know, you think, okay, this is a Yeti catching type yeah. adventure. Yeah. And then his axe gets stolen. Yeah. And it turns out it's Meev. That's she runs right. away with it. And then it's like all these different like offshoots. Like you're mm. like, okay, I'm going to catch a Yeti. That's what the job, that's what the adventure is. And then you're like, oh shit, his axe, I got to go stop a thief. That's the adventure. Yeah. And all of a sudden this monk stops our group. And you're like, oh, this is something else. Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of a bunch of like cool kind of false starts. A couple twists at the beginning. Yeah, yeah there's a little M. Night action going on in the beginning. I mean, like the dream came in pretty damn early though. We, it was went through the first mountain. Right. It was after, it was, yeah, right. it was pretty damn early in the game. We went down, we found this old dwarven ancient um, city that was all blocked off in the middle of a mountain. Yeah. And then we went down and down and down. Yeah. So fairly early on, I, I sort of knew that there would need to be sort of a big bad like a, a central villain figure and i didn't quite want that to be sable runeware because yeah. i thought it would be more fun to have him occupy a bit of a adverse more of a as more of a rival yeah. than a straight An up arch nemesis than straight up a actual like villain mm-hmm. so i came up with this evil god based on a tree which is a pretty sort of classic D trope i like the fruit too that was really fun yeah because it's like i know i kind of knew like it's pretty hard to think a tree that's like come here my children is like a good person yeah but the fruit really came into play yeah like definitely. so much especially when like with the blorpo thing going on yeah that was hilarious i'm yeah. really glad the sort of how fun that took like the the heel fest that yeah. was when things really got off the walls with the blorpo fruit or the drain fruit yeah it was like the moral kind of implications of like helping people like who to help yeah how much should you help them should you like stay from some for yourself and yeah stuff? exactly and like how just like the city went fucking crazy yeah and also how that played into like the dwarven um like how they fell apart as a nation yeah exactly they got very rich because of the fruit and stuff like that yeah totally i know like we kind of as a party kind of like pushed a lot of weird ideas into the story <laughs> yeah can you think of any sort of examples where the party really really pushed the story in a weird direction that you weren't <sighs> expecting oh boy i mean marv was a big one that's true Marv was not going to exist. Yeah, you're, that's totally right. You you were like, we need a dog. And well, so, yeah, I was just like trying to, I was like, we need this. We need that. We need, because uh, 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 I was like, oh shit, I can get things for free. Yeah. I was just kind of killing time. And Mar- Marv really became a beloved sort of member of the party. Yeah. And he was just like a, a you know, blurted out thing. Yeah. Um, when you guys invaded the, um, the sort of fortress of the Blue Oyster Cult, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, you guys really botched that up. Um, it managed to eventually turn out okay. But they're all like the frat boy Nazi kids, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. We like tried to sneak in, and they saw us. Yeah, and then we went back to camp, and they locked the door. <laughs> we like we 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 um killed that guy. Just fucking murdered him. Yeah. Blood was spurting everywhere. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like a secretive thing. Yeah. Your stealth mission was there was just blood <laughs> everywhere. We were supposed to like get his clothes and wear them, and then we had all these like his mattress was soaked in blood because yeah. it was in the barracks or the sleeping area yeah. and then all the other mattresses were soaked in blood and we're like oh shit do we throw them away do we flip the mattress yeah. <laughs> it was so so much yeah. um similarly the uh darkling camp uh, after marv was kidnapped yeah when blurbo punched the, punched the pregnant woman yeah when blurbo ran up and punched the pregnant woman that was on him that was we were sneaking yeah that was totally uh <laughs> that was totally like i was like oh my god this is not what i expected to happen at all yeah, that's fucked up yeah, there wasn't even like an attempt to negotiate or anything like that. Yeah, there's I no mean, conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that was that very was, That was a up. surprising turn for me as you guys chose to engage a giant camp full I didn't of, choose. Yeah. Neither did Gatos. That was 100% Blorpo. Yeah. Well, the choice was made for you. Yeah. And we were sneaking around. Uh-huh. And I almost died because of the lion. Yeah. But in that case, I guess the chaos ended up working in your favor because it, it disoriented them and they didn't know how many people were attacking them. Yeah. They thought there was a lot more people attacking them than there were. Yeah, it's true. It's like, I love those kind of like um, realistic logistical things where yeah. you can like, you do a situation and then you're like, how would the people actually, how would the NPCs actually feel about this? Yeah. Because it's like a very realistic thing. If you're getting, some guy runs an attack, so all of a sudden like a fire starts spreading and then you hear someone over here trying to like do lockpick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all this shit is happening seemingly at once. Mm-hmm. And I think we even use minor illusion to make something seem like it was on fire. Yeah. I think that was like our whole shtick. Yeah. But that was really cool. And then um, everything in the Feywild was completely <laughs> just like out of control. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been sort of wild, but in in general, like I, I managed to see the the story kind of play out in its own way. Uh, there was definitely like I feel like I I charted out the story ahead, just as like based on where you guys were going. So I kind of like allowed you to make decisions about you know we'll turn this way, and then so because of that. I planned the story ahead that, okay, it's it's going to go this way. So, yeah, I, I, I never planned out the whole thing from the beginning. It was more like I saw where things were heading and then I adjusted accordingly. That makes, I mean, that's probably the best advice for DMs out there. Yeah. Because, like, I've DMed one game. Yeah. I wrote so much and I assumed the party would do exactly what I wanted and immediately they, like, went off in another direction. And then I was like, I don't have anything prepared. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like having kind of like a too much of an open world. I know there's been times where like as a player, we could tell that this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But like, that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like for love of God, this isn't like Skyrim where yeah. there's like, in, in there's like a giant script of like a thousand pages and everyone has a side quest for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you gotta have that main story, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But um, it's good to have a healthy balance. Yeah. It's good to find a way to say yes to the characters. And sometimes you can take things and just change them enough on the fly that it, yeah. it seems like that was the right thing to do the whole time. Yeah, and you're really good at making it seem like you had it planned. Yeah. Like where you make a decision or you're like, yeah, this and this and this. Like I, you don't seem flustered during the game. And it's like, as a player, it's like kind of a little bit magical. Um, did our characters surprise you? Like, our did the dynamic together, even from the beginning? Like, you know, because we, we, I think we really quickly built up a repertoire, like a, a kind of familiarity with each other. Yeah, I think how sort of 
naturally the party kind of came together is like something that was really cool. Like you yeah. guys had a very sort of clear um, sort of relationships with each other that was very funny. It was, yeah. it was really, really entertaining. In most games I played, you don't really get the chance to role play that much. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Adventurers League or like we've been done a lot of playtesting where it's like really just checking out the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Or you have a really big group and you don't really want to monopolize, you know what I mean? The whole conversation with like, I'm giving a speech, you know? Yeah. One advantage to a smaller player count is really giving role playing a chance to flourish with a few people. Yeah. And to me, that's like the best part of D&D. Yeah. It's like. I always like video games, right? I can actually feel bad about the decisions I'm making. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh no, it's like real life. You know, like I really feel like the stakes are high. You're attached to your character. Exactly. And the Other NPCs people, and you want to yeah. protect them, you yeah. know? Is there any sort of like way the story you wanted to go originally, but it just like completely got cut off or redirected? I think I would have liked the story to spread out a little more from the area that you were guys in so the the ice blossom mountains yeah it was kind of like a trek there and back yeah i would have liked to explore more of the worlds but for various reasons both in and out of the game it kind of worked out the way that it did and that and and i think it was fine but i i would have liked to have explored the world more i think that's that's the biggest thing well i mean it's off the table like our new show we have some ideas we're not gonna like reveal it all but um has something to do with dimensions. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of diversity in yeah. the new show, and I think it's going to be uh, really entertaining. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of different NPCs. I mean, a lot of different like guests. I don't know how to explain exactly stories within stories. Yeah, it'll be good. It, it's going to uh, it's going to be really it's, it's going to so suit. Fun. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good for Adventure EXE fans. You're going to like it. Um, here's my question: What would you have done if any of the lead characters? just like fucking died like during the spider i mean there's so many times you almost died that definitely could have happened i can name like so many times we were so close to death like on the road going over to the um blue tongue culture whatever yeah we we were both like we were almost all passed out at the same time yeah and then meave came along i guess that one would probably have been saved by meave yeah i i probably if one of your characters had died i would have made you roll a new one that's <laughs> what just, if all of us died at the same time so I did sort of think about that, and I think what would have happened then is a we would have spent a couple episodes getting up to speed with a new set of characters that would have really. So no, like saving grace or. Oh, well, it depends on the situation. If if it had been a place where you guys reasonably, I could have said, okay, you all black out and you've all been captured. I may have done something like that, or I could have just said, you know, you all you're all dead. Like Can you if imagine? It's, it's something completely unambiguous, you just would have all died. That's just I mean, that's just I, the game. I feel like if the Spider Queen could killed us, we would have been dead. Yeah. Like, who else would be down I, there? Exactly. TPKs do happen, and yeah. so that's just part of the game. Oh fuck, that's so scary. Yeah. There's so many times though, like when we killed the spider. Not to go back to a million times, but me and Yetus were both like paralyzed. That's and right. Blurt was the only one alive. Yeah. And then we were on the road going to that cult. Yeah. I think we were all. Within a matter of two turns, we were all unconscious. Oh, you had been ambushed, yeah. Yeah, and then I rolled... Well, we weren't even ambushed. Like, they were ahead. We could have, like, done a really good plan, but we didn't. Yeah. I think I rolled a 20, and then I was, like, up with one hit point. And That's then, right. And then that same turn, Blorpo went down. Yeah. It was just, like, a nightmare. Yeah. You guys would have all been nightmare. captured or something. Yeah, that one we probably would have lived. That's pretty harsh, though. Do you ever feel like, you know, you're rolling something... And you're like, this could actually kill the character. Do you ever feel like a little bit of regret or like, oh shit, I don't want to do it. Who, me as yeah. the DM? I mean, it depends on the situation. If it's something like where I feel like I threw something unfair at the players and now they're dead because of it, then I'm going to feel bad about it. 
but sometimes that's just how it goes. Sometimes we make bad decisions. Sometimes you guys make ridiculous decisions <laughs> and you have to live with that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we got off pretty scot-free. Yeah. Like there'll be, you know, every once in a while there'll be a situation where you'll just be incredulous that that's how, that's how the players decided to approach this. Like really? But hey, that's... It's hard. That is what it is. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's a chill. Can you imagine a reality? There's like this reality where we all just died in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I haven't fucked it would have been hard in the first episode. I don't we probably would have just restarted. I don't think there was a lot of fighting in the <laughs> we first episode. <laughs> yeah, we all like eat poison chicken. We would just have restarted. Yeah, and then the re-recorded. listeners never would have known. Maybe everyone did die in the first episode. Oh, we threw that episode away. That's Who knows? so scary. <laughs> so from a personal standpoint, who is your favorite NPC to play? Or who became your favorite NPC like through? I think I'll, I think Sable Runeware. <laughs> he's such an annoying bitch. He was just, his whole like goal was just like annoying you guys and making you guys angry. And yeah. that was a lot of fun for me. I love me. his voice. He's like, I'm he's Sable Runeware. He's super Rune snooty. Yeah. I, so I had a lot of fun playing Sable Runeware. He was a I, really great character. I, I worry I had the NPCs too mixed in with the party, but I think people liked them. So I think it was yeah, all right. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. I mean like, I feel like that's pretty natural though. Yeah. Like you do a campaign and I mean, we're just going to be three of us. Especially if you have fewer players, like this sort of like the default, you know, party size is what, like five people? Yeah, four or five. Four or five people. And so when you've got like three, <laughs> you need to give them a hand. Otherwise yeah. it's the balance is going to be off a little bit. And also it really populates the world, makes it feel more real. Yeah. If it's just like us and then we're like, we saved this lady. Now we're going to the next town. We saved this dog. It's like, there's no real like thread through it you know what i mean like i loved carmy Mm -hmm. i love and she was so much fun to play off of yeah um plus it's like it's easier for some reason i think it's more fun to play off of them and and make fun of and screw around with npcs than it is for player characters yeah because you know you have a million npcs and so if i make fun of one i'm like you're stupid you have a dumb voice or i baptize one maybe (laughs) like there's there's like less aggression you know what i mean if i try to baptize blorbo like i don't think i'd have any fingers yeah (laughs) or even yados like they'd they'd have this like ongoing like oh you know what i mean (laughs) or me even oh well yeah but you know that's different (laughs) that's besides the point um so i want to solicit some things from the listeners um two things one what were your favorite moments of the raw power saga? Yeah. Anytime that you felt happy or sad or yeah. angry. Yeah. Like uh, highlights from particular episodes or whole episodes. Like what were for you? What was the high point of our adventures? I really want to know because I want to know what stuff to emphasize in my next campaign. Yeah. And there's a lot of different opportunities for like different storylines in our new show. Yeah. Our, our new kind of like season. So we can kind of take some of that advice and incorporate it. Yeah, absolutely. So I want you guys to to let me know, yeah, what did you like best about the first season of Adventure EXE? Yeah, let us know. Um, our email is info at adventure-exe.com. Or you can come onto our Facebook group, just search adventure.exe. And message us. And message us. Yeah, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, or, you know, post on our wall or whatever or tweet us bro yeah tweet at us there's so many places like come on you know how to use the internet yeah you you're on a go- come, come on. <laughs> you listen to a fucking podcast you know how to get at us yeah get at us bro um second thing is uh do you guys have any cool stories you want to share with us that that's where adventure exe has inspired your campaigns yeah, actually. I'd, I'd really like to hear about it. I'd like to hear if you know, if you've used any of our characters or if you <laughs> had any of the storylines inspire your own. I just want to hear about it. It'd be it pretty, was amazing. pretty cool. Yeah, I had someone write us like earlier 
this year, I think. And he said he had his own like adventure exe style campaign which basically mean like they botched everything <laughs> like they role played a lot and they fucked everything up and i was like that's so cool that's and no for some reason those are the most fun campaigns yeah um i mean as a podcast like there's so many goddamn D podcasts out there right yeah and so many of them do things that i want to do as well yeah and so as a producer and an editor going in what i would like the next season to be like is i want it to be more like radio drama yeah i mean not saying it can't be comedy but i just mean the production value i mean like i want more sound effects i want more music i want more things like how we had paula singing or we had Mm -hmm. the echo from the sled in the first couple episodes you know yeah i want to add more immersive elements like when we went through that cave i mean we only did echo because like that was like the only special effect we had in our, our recording thing at the time. Our old mixer. Yeah. yeah. It was like, we're all like, wow, we're in a cave, cave, <laughs> cave. Like so many, so many podcasts do it really, really well. And I want to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I've learned from the first season. But that being said, I still like the banter. Oh yeah. You got to love gotta that, have band. that band. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I have such a fun time talking. I don't want to cut that out. No, this definitely. Isn't, this isn't the goddamn, you know. It's just such a big part of what the show is. Yeah, freaking out as a person and then freaking out as a character. No. They're both important parts. Definitely. Uh, to everybody who's been listening to us, you know, whether whether you came in the first day or you just found our podcast like last week, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Yeah, we would not have kept going if we didn't have positive feedback <sighs> from people. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I want to be like, oh, we, we love our show so much. We would just, you know, do it, even if there's only one person listening. But how, I mean, I don't know if I have that strong of will. <laughs> <laughs> if it was just like one download, I'm like, it's me. It's yeah. just me listening. This podcast, just having somebody put out every month, you know, several times a month, has made me put out more things. Like yeah. I've been making YouTube videos and I've been writing more and I've been doing all this shit. So goddamn. Thanks to you listeners. Yeah. You really have been awesome and made us all feel really good. And yeah, you really have. Every time we get an email, I mean, even if I don't reply to it, believe me, I read it. Yeah. And I reread it. And then I reread it. <laughs> and then I burn it. <laughs> I say never again. But yeah, everybody out there who has like even just listened, who has ever you know, gone on a road trip and listened to our podcast is the fucking coolest thing. I heard someone say they listened the whole thing over like, you know. That's that feels really awesome. Awesome. And validating. I first listened to a D and D podcast on a road trip and it got me hooked on playing D and D. Yep. And so if we have done that for anybody else, that's like kind of amazing. Yeah. And that absolutely. feels like I've I've passed something really cool on to someone else. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. And everybody who like donated to us on patreon or continues to support us that also makes it so much less stressful yeah and it helps us produce the show a lot because like our our monthly fees like we paid for it ourselves for the first year yeah and they really add up and we're not rich people we we don't have like uh we we may sound like highfalutin folk (laughs) but we live in an incredibly expensive city but we we appreciate everything everyone has done for us oh boy the power went out and now the sirens are on yeah, it's an omen. It's not an omen, it's a reaction. <sighs> Jeez, that's a lot of sirens, huh? And this is a... Something weird happened. Paula Undergun. I'm here, She she's with us now. Am I talking to Paula right now? Yes, you are. It's like Paula, a seance? Is Sarah still in there? I won't let her go. Oh, no. Uh, this is my body now. <laughs> I gotta start car bloating. 
spooky out there guys stay safe all right well i think that's it for today you guys can look forward to uh our new season very soon it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be super cool we're gonna have some awesome guests and it's gonna be a really cool world cool characters and a whole bunch of good times absolutely so we'll see you guys again very soon Mm -hmm.